Tone Deaf is the journey of a musical theater nerd, bringing musicals into the life of their musically challenged spouse. The reactions to the musicals are real and mostly unedited. This show is for ages 14 and up, because sometimes you just need to use a swear. Now sit back, relax, and have a laugh. You're listening to Tone Deaf. Welcome to Tone Deaf, a theater nerd's guide for their musically challenged spouse. I'm Kay, a musical theater nerd. And I'm Warren, and I'm musically challenged. All right, great. Yeah, so um, we're just going to jump right into this. We're not even going to do a real Wait. intro or anything. Cause... Wait, what? Oh, that's right. Uh, today's musical is just Faust with baseball, and it's... Uh, you, why are you in such a hurry? Oh, because you know, we just should get through this one, and then maybe I can get back to the game that you're about to become a widower to. Uh, oh, oh, because dinosaurs, your your fictional pixel dinosaurs are more important than taking time with your husband to watch musical theater and, and make me more cultured so that I'm not such an embarrassment to you at parties. But dinosaurs! But, I mean... And parties? What? <laughs> Uh, We don't go places. Um, We don't. No, I I also want to play dinosaurs, especially because my computer kept crashing last night and needed updates, and I didn't get to play very much. Yeah, so so dinosaurs Dinosaurs and and games. I will slowly devolve into this game gremlin because of... I'm going to have to sneak into your computer and put locks on there and be like, she cannot play more than X number of hours in a day. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no worse than that one... uh, that one game that you had me be a widow of a while back. Does it the game that Dova involves Dovahkiin and dragons? Yes, and... the dragon game. The yeah. game with dragons that isn't sponsoring us, so we're not going to say their name. I used to refer to that game as my mistress. Yes. I, so, spent, I spent a lot of time with it. Yeah, so um, actually... At least this game we can play together. Yeah. So it's like quality couples time. It is quality couples time. Not you sitting next to me going... <sighs> yeah. Not that you did that. I didn't. I didn't. You're I, on your computer anyway. Yeah, I, I figured out something to keep me occupied, and that's where fan fiction came in. Anyway, um... <laughs> that's where fan fiction came in. Not before. Totally not totally. before. Gotcha. So, me leaving you as a widow game... As a video game widower, I can say words... Words are tricky. Words are very tricky. Me My... leaving you as a video game widower, um, or you doing the same to me with games, is actually kind of fitting for this musical. So it's a musical about spousal neglect over virtual delight? Not virtual, but yes, there's a little bit of spousal neglect in this. Um, the show that we're going to be doing is Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees! Now, you have heard absolutely nothing about this show. No. I've been really bad I, about... I didn't even know it was a show until you said we're going to do Damn Yankees, and I went, oh, I've never heard of that one. So, um, other than my Faust with baseball joke, what do you know about this? Nothing. Um, you mentioned baseball. Prior to that... I would have assumed that this was maybe something about the Civil War or maybe something about colonization in the North America and 
I'm I'm going to be easing you into the social commentary musicals very slowly. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> some of them may make you mad. Oh, Not like that you're going to hate the show. Mm. It's just that you're going to be like, yeah. it's going to be 42 all over again. And I'm going to have to be like, honey, Arr. no, you can't have a time machine and go beat up white people. No, especially because I'd probably get shot back then. Yeah. So um, this one... Uh, is basically going to be about a man who sells his soul to the devil in order for his favorite baseball team to win against the Yankees. I'm intrigued already. I yeah. thought you were going to say sold, sold his soul for season tickets. No. But that, okay, for no, his favorite it's, team it's to way win. More. I'm glad that this person that I do not know the name of has higher aspirations than simply season tickets. Yes, no, and it it's amazingly fun it's catchy i've been humming one of the tunes all day at work and luckily you had your headphones in for most of the day so you Mm -hmm. didn't hear it um listening to my audiobook yes more cultured than me (laughs) (laughs) um it was originally performed in 1955 it was uh written by george abbott and douglas wallop and then the music and lyrics came from Richard Adler and Jerry Ross. So you said 1955. Does yes. it also take place in that time frame? It, yeah, it takes place around that time. Okay. So uh, within like five to ten years. Yeah. Um, it's actually an adaptation of the novel The Year the Yankees Lost the Pennant by Douglas Wallop. Oh. Um, the show's staged by Bob Fosse, and we're going to be seeing a lot of him as well. Bob Fonzie? Fosse. F-O-S-S-E. So can I call him the Foss? The Foss. Like uh, the Fonz? I don't... I, hey. I don't know. I don't know if I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, oh. Hey! No. Okay. <laughs> so he actually was a really brilliant choreographer, and he's so prolific we might end up having to do Fosse Week as well. Because we're already doing Weber Week. If we do that, I'm going to call him the Foss. I'm going to be like, we're welcoming oh, back the man. Foss for uh, Fossy Week. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> so Anytime uh, you say Bob Fossey, I'm going to call him the Foss. Just oh, accept no. it. Move past it. Accept oh. it. Bring it into you. Nurture it. Let it grow. What have I done? <laughs> A great and many terrible things. But we won't get into that now. Oh. <laughs> All those bunnies. Um, <laughs> so the original run of this show was really successful. It uh, lasted 1,019 shows. Wow. Yes. I, so is that like... Consecutive. I mean, like with shows like this, mm-hmm. um, do they play them all week or is it like only a weekend thing? I believe that it's all week. All week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe... It's... It's been a while since I've really been in touch with how shows run on Broadway, um, but I'm pretty sure that it's every day. Okay. Would it be like twice a day, three times a day, once uh, a day? Just once a day, usually. Okay. Sometimes there are matinees, depending on the show and the theater. Got you. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. So, that's a pretty successful runtime. Yeah. It's a great run. Um, I do have a question. Yes. So, you'd mentioned it was written in 1955. Mm-hmm. Is it, so I assume it's post, because I don't know if they make reference to it in the musical. Is it post-World War II? Yes, I would assume. it is okay. post-World War II. Um, and this show is actually successful enough to be made into a film in 1958. And that film 
is not available on our streaming service. And probably not available through purchase by digital means. Nope. So Neat. instead, we're doing another community theater version. Um, I was originally going to do one from one of our local theaters here that uh, was the second time I had seen this show, and I loved it. <laughs> um, and actually, I'm friends with one of the actors who was in it. But the audio quality from the VHS is VHS audio quality. Which is to say, not very good. No. So, instead, um, we're going to be looking at the Gilman Schools version from 2013. It's Much more recent. It is very well done. Excellent. And I actually do want to highlight who filmed it, because this is one of the most professional versions of a community theater show I've ever seen nice. with regarding to filming. Mm -hmm. um, we have Kevin Walker, Philip Thompson, Gabriel Donner, and John I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce this. Um, sorry, John. Sorry, John, because you are fantastic. I... I took film classes all through college, and so I was sitting here going, whoa, this is awesome. Because um, he, they did a good job. They did a really good job. You've got a multi-camera setup. It might uh, be Shirkyan. Shirkyan? You we'll know what that sounds... John Shirkyan. John Shirkyan, We yeah. apologize, John, if we, if we butchered your name. Yeah, because you did a good job. You did a great job, John. Um... Most live versions that we're going to be seeing are from the 1994 revival version of the musical. Okay. Now, I have brought up the term revival a few times, mm -hmm. and I have never told you what it means. Well, I assume that revival means that it was something that lapsed and then they brought it back. Pretty much, actually, yeah. So after a show ends, then sometimes people will bring it back to Broadway and um, it could be decades after, it could be just a few years after, but they'll do a revival of it. And oftentimes a revival is going to have new material added in. So new songs, new scenes, if it can work in. Hmm. But the they don't change it enough to kind of distort the core no. of it. Okay. No, the core plot is still the same. Um, they'll just sometimes add in a new song or add in a reprise of a song. Do they or... kind of modernize it to an extent? Is that why they bring it back? Not really? Not really, okay. no. They... Does it have to go to Broadway to be considered a revival? I want to say... Because well, Broadway is kind of like the Hollywood of theater. I mean, they can do West End revivals and stuff. Um... West End, you mean London? London, right? yeah. Okay. But this is America, and as we know as Americans, if it's not here, we don't care. Oh, that's not quite the case with theater. <laughs> that's because theater people are more cultured. Remember, I or am, we're weird. I am uncultured swine. Or we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, when a when a show's revived, we're just basically punching it up a little bit. Like, oh, we're bringing this into a new generation we're not going to change the show like we're not going to we're not going to set Oklahoma in the year 2018 just after the 15th nuclear world war yeah we're not going to do something stupid like that 
God, don't anyone <laughs> ever do anything stupid like that, I swear. Oklahoma, 3984. Ugh. It, it's not like the King and I from Family Guy. <laughs> yes, you could tell that's kind of what I yes. was making fun of. It's not like that. It's more, um, hey, this song's a little outdated, or let's play with this song a little bit, or I want to show off my writing chops, and I'm going to add in this scene and this musical number. So It's kind of like Lucky Charms when they add a new marshmallow flavor for a limited time. Yes, <laughs> it is exactly like but Lucky Charms. But in musical Charms. form. But in musical form. And ah, not hey as... kids, have you seen Damn Yankees? Now you can see Damn Yankees with silver stars and golden stars and striped balloons. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... Uh... Sorry, I kind of... <laughs> I didn't just derail you. I you pulled, broke me. I broke the train and pulled the track out from under you. Speaking of trains. Is there a train in this? No, there's not a train in this. I was just thinking about planning ahead. Yeah. I, I was going to do Joseph for the second Weber week, but you may have just now earned Starlight Express. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I defer to you. You're the expert. I'm the, the, the novice. the torturer in this case. Um, mm. Anyway, so uh, what we're going to do, we're going to go and watch Damn Yankees, and then we'll come back. We'll get your thoughts on it. I'm thinking you'll like this one. I'm hoping you'll like this one, because I like this one. I have not disliked any of the ones you have shown me. This is true. This so, is always a first for everything. This is true, but... <laughs> it may be Starlight Express, just from what I know be. of that. Yeah. So, but we will we will take a brief pause, go watch We'll Dan take Andrews. an intermission. Intermission. Ah! ah! And then um, we'll come right back. And now, a word from this week's sponsors. Alright, Warren. It's time for the best part of every intermission. Getting snacks that we can't bring back into the theater? Even better. Now that the lights are back up, we can look into the playbill. Here are the people who donated $5 or more to make this show possible. And the prestigious spot of our very first Tone Deaf Patreon sponsor is Jasmine Wu. Thank you so much for your contribution to our show. We deeply appreciate it. Your contribution is what makes Tone Deaf possible. Thank you so much. And now, the lights are going down and the music is starting back up. So let's hop into the second act of the show. Alright, so before we begin, I have a correction. So, Shoot. I thought that that was a revival version, and about partway through I went, oh no, this is more the original version. <gasps> Le gasp! Yes. So, apologies, this was not the revival. 
Not that I would have known the difference. Well, there's a pretty big difference with the ending. But oh. we'll get to that once we get there. Well, okay then. Mm-hmm. So what did you think? Uh, first thing I want to say is if you have miles and miles of heart, please go see a cardiologist <laughs> immediately. You have a serious condition. You are probably going to die. <laughs> miles and miles and miles of heart. Um, I thought it was good. I, I enjoyed the story. It... It's definitely not what I thought it would be. Like when you think damn Yankees, I don't think oh the devil. Uh, yeah, which I thought that was that well, was entertaining. It's, it's Faust, but with baseball. Faust. Okay, looks like we're gonna branch into opera at least once. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should know that. Remember, remember, remember. There's a Futurama episode based off of Faust too. The one where Fry's okay gets the holophoner. Okay. Talent, yeah, that's based off of Faust as well. Well, all right then. Well, I'm already already an expert then. Yes, you're already an expert. So this (laughs) is just the same story, but with baseball. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd be curious to see uh, other versions of it. Yes. Just because the one we watched, while well done, there were some mic issues. And me being as deaf as I am sometimes, uh, subtitles are always my friend. Yeah. So, but I have here in my notes, uh, with the opening, there is no love more pure than the love that a man has with his sports team. <laughs> uh, apparently is what these people think. I've never been the sports ball person. I was just going to say. I've never been a sports ball person, so this is not something that I can relate with, uh, being so vested in a team or a particular game that you just completely abandon your significant other. Yeah. I mean, you and I make jokes about you know, becoming a widow or a widower based on a some video, a video game. game. But in realistic, if you were ever like, you know, honey, you're playing that. Let's go do something. I'd be like, you know what? You're right. And yeah. then I would turn it off. That's that's because, you know, that's that's what you do as a married couple. But as we've true. said, this is not an advice podcast. And then, of course, when they're complaining about not being able to get their attention, my mind couldn't help but be like, yeah, I could think of a way you could get their attention, but we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is rated 14 and up. Which is true. And now, in the spirit of rated 14, uh, 14 and up, we're going to talk about Satan. Because I knew it. Satan is a white guy. I've said it for years. I know it. Once again, for new listeners to the podcast, Warren is white. I am so white, you might call me clear. And I am black. <laughs> just just to make, make it clear. So I have a question for you, though, Kay. Mm-hmm. What kind of note could I leave for you saying that I'll be gone for six months, but I'll be back? What kind of note could I possibly leave... That you would not be like, that SOB, as soon as I see him, I'm going to kick his testicles into his throat. That's the thing, is that, like, I I can't even imagine you leaving for six months. Neither could I. Yeah. Uh, like, no. No, that, but that, that is that... something that I'm like... It, Meg is really forgiving. That woman is a saint, and Joe does not deserve her. No, this is this is reality. I know that it's a it's a one of those stories where oh, by the end of it, he realizes that what mm. he really wanted is what he had all along, mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. But or by the third or fourth no, song, that's true. In the case of this. I guess that's true. It's like still the the first act when he's like, oh man, I really miss my wife. Yeah, but. 
I thought it was sweet him being young and going back and and seeing his wife and trying to be like, oh, I'm just some guy from out of town wanting to rent your room. And yeah, that's that's one of those things where I was like, how did how did she get? Because it's been a little bit since I've seen this, and when I was trying to look through for a version, I first was watching the one that I grew up with which is why I thought that this one would be a revival, because the whole first act is pretty close to the same. It's not until the second act that things go pretty different, but we'll get there. Okay, we'll get there. But what I want to talk about is, they said it, the, the, the Washington, no, no the, uh, the Senate, is it the Senators? Yeah, the Washington Senators. The Washington Senators, which that just makes me laugh. Um <laughs> They sang it, but all you really need is heart. Yes. I mean, skill is 50% of it. What you really need is heart. <laughs> uh, but what about fire, water, earth, and wind? Because how else can you get Captain Planet to aid you in your conquest of the Yankees if all you have is heart? Well, you don't need Captain Planet to conquer the Yankees. Mati could do it all by himself. <laughs> like, let's well, think about this. He had the most powerful power it's it's true of the planeteers the, the, now everyone we're on a, jokes about that we're but on a captain really, planet tangent yeah and Kay and i are in agreement mati is is op mati is the best if you can sway the hearts and minds of of living organisms yeah being able to make a mountain erupt or hurl fireball that's that's cool too but mm -hmm. i mean you basically can enslave people with heart yeah and like you can make them do, what do you, whatever yeah exactly so i mean if you had heart that's really all you need. Mm -hmm. Like the song says, all you need is heart. Yes. But I would like to see a Yankee try and hit a fireball. Yeah. I mean, 20 yeah. yard explosive radius. Depends on what their fire resistance is, I guess. Yeah. Those, the, what are their, what's the stats on, on the uniform? Yankee? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like just the Yankees base stats. I would say they probably have warrior stats, you know, okay, just because they're, yeah. they're high athletics. Yeah. Strength, so. stamina, that kind of thing. So, I mean, they might survive. I mean, it would depend on their level and how much hit points they have. Yeah, what's their you armor know? class? Well, I mean, I'm saying, like, the uniforms are going to have really low armor class because it's just cloth. It's a uniform. Yeah, yeah. It's, which, if they're warriors, what are they doing wearing cloth armor? They're playing a game. You can't run very fast in plate mail. True. So, True. I mean, see? This is why I'm the man in the relationship. But you said that they'd have warrior... Warrior stats. Warrior stats. So that just but means then... they have higher base, like, constitution and strength. Oh, okay. That's why they hit ball go far. That's why they hit ball go far? That's why they hit ball go far, or throw ball fast. What's really funny is I'm the bigger baseball fan out of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a baseball fan He does not all. like baseball. I mean, it's one of those sports that's fun to play when you're a kid. Like, mm -hmm. and if I played it, it was fun, but sitting down and watching it, I, it's, no, I don't, I don't. That doesn't doesn't intrigue me at all, but this is now we're gonna go on a different tangent. Oh yeah, this we is, should get back to the musical. This is my no, I'm, we're going back to the musical only so I can divert us into Warren nerd territory, because oh you wrote it down. I did write it down because I told you to. We we I paused the musical because I was gonna spiel on K about a tangent that came to mind when we were watching it because that's what we do. And she said, are you sure you want to say this for the podcast? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. Because I need to subject all of you fine folks to my <laughs> random insanity. So when Joe is first hitting home run after home run and, and everybody's in amazement. Yeah, I can't whistle, by the way. Uh, everybody's just 
amazed at how amazing this kid is. My brain could not help but make me think of Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and post-Cell Saga <laughs> when Gohan is a teenager and he goes to high school and he tries out for the baseball team. <laughs> I think Kay is just realizing what a big nerd her husband is. So it's just going to be you and me for a short while while Kay composes herself. You know what? We don't need Kay. I will tell you fine folks this knowledge that you did not request to have dumped upon you. But when Gohan goes to try out for the high school baseball team, and I can't remember, it's been a while since I've seen it, can't remember the specifics if he's just trying to fit in uh, or if he's actually looking for an athletic activity, but he does things like someone hits a ball and it goes really far. It would have been a home run. And he jumps straight up in the air and catches it like 80 feet because the kid can fly. And then he lands and people are just like, they don't know anything about him. Like he hits a ball so fast that like, you know, no one wants to catch it because it'll blow a hole through you like a cannonball, mm-hmm. you know, and he throws a ball so fast. People don't even bother trying to catch it because it breaks through the wall of the, Yeah. So that's kind of what that made me think of. Not that Joe is some superhuman or anything like that. But Shoeless Gohan. <laughs> Shoeless Gohan. Gohan Joe. <laughs> hey, that would be a pretty high praise for an athlete Say to be compared Joe to. From Hannibal Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Say on Joe from Hannibal Mo. Mo? Yep. Mo? Like Missouri. Mis- M-O. Oh, that... That yeah, makes sense. Okay. Oh, did you not? Uh, know we are the glossing over that bit. That remember how I say that I need subtitles because <laughs> I am kind of deaf, and yeah. Well, they they said so. You knew though that Missouri's initials are M O, right? I probably forgot because it's Missouri, and I mean when. Whenever we have to enter that sort of information. I don't have to do it that often. I know. Oh, I, okay, okay, to be fair, if I had to do it, I would remember, but we were watching it, and I... Okay, slip my... that's, that's hey, fair. Hey, hey, lay off, lay off, lady. I came here to have a good time, and honestly, I'm feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my teacher brain and having to listen to the states and their abbreviations every day. And we live in wrote. we live in Utah. We live in Utah. Mo has a very different meaning here. That's true. So I'm just saying. That's true. Uh, and I have down here in my notes Applegate. And I didn't write anything else. I think I was just baffled behind the meaning. Is there another meaning behind you know, Applegate? I never figured it. Because Wait. the only thing I can think of is like the, the apple, apple from the tree. Yes. That might be it. But why gate? Is it because they got kicked out of Eden and Eden is a gated community because God's you in a know, bad neighborhood? Like That makes just about as much as sense as anything else. Or is it Applegate like Watergate? Like it was a big scandal. Like but Adam and Eve It wasn't a scandal in Applegate. the 50s. And this oh. was written in the 50s, so... Touché. I think, Touché, I think okay. that the theory that it's the apple that Eve and Adam ate, plus the gate that they were locked out of when Michael drew his flaming sword and... The flaming raging poisoning sword? Of yes, the flaming raging poisoning <laughs> sword of doom. Oh my gosh, Magnus Burnside's from the Adventure Zone is Michael the Archangel. Oh, <laughs> Write this down. It's canon. We just made it. <laughs> And what made me laugh is um, the reporter 
being like, who is this kid? Where did he come from? It made me laugh because you could not really do this kind of story in today's oh, absolutely age. absolutely Because not. everybody would just pull out their smartphone and Google that yeah. person and Google the state and be like, I'm not getting anything. Yeah. Or they'd call. Like, he would he'd be facing so <laughs> many questions so quickly. That's actually one thing that surprises me with this story because birth certificates existed. <laughs> Well, that's what, you know, she had mentioned that there was no record of him in Missouri. But, like, that should have been, because it takes them a little bit of time for that to happen. Well, I think part of that's because they had to travel. Oh, yeah, fair. Before fax machines, like, they'd have to mail something to them. The post office was even slower back then than it is now. Oh, don't tell that to my grandfather. But, yeah. I'm just... Yeah, no, I I agree, but I'm just, I'm sitting here going, there's... They really lucked out there, because... You know, the minute that he starts becoming, like, a superstar, a small town would be like, but we don't know this dude. It's true. Like, because Hannibal, Missouri is supposed to be a small town. It's, It's not small town, like, super small town, but small town enough that you you would know. Well, they would know once the the news donkey rolled on into town. And okay, told them the fifties was... were not that backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a turd. But uh, yeah, you. I thought that that bit was funny. It was mm-hmm. like you you're dealing with Satan. You'd think that he would be able to like conjure up some fake paperwork, falsify birth. Well, he he makes the point though that the only really good magic trick he has is the cigarette trick. I mean, he did turn a human being into an entirely different human he being. He did. I would call that trick more impressive than the cigarette trick. Oh yeah. We we've seen our friend Riley do that cuz yeah. he knows magic tricks. So yeah. I'm I'm less impressed by sleights of hand than I am of complete body reshaping. This is true. So I mean, I'm just saying. Satan's Satan's powers seem to be uh, a, a little, little wonky. Well, yeah, they seem to be a little inconsistent in this. I mean, give him a break. It's been thousands of years. You so, know. so did his spell slots not recharge? He, his, is that what it is? He has out a long... of spell slots because the he can only use cantrips. Yeah, he's he's down to cantrips because he had to use like a eighth level spell for transforming Han- uh, Shoeless Joe. And he also had had to transform Lola, too, which we're getting to. Yes, Lola, the fire-crotched uh, harlot of hell. Yes. Um, I liked her character. I actually liked her character yeah, her a lot. her character's great. She's the kind of character that I would, like, hate normally, mm-hmm. because she's just like, Ow, oh, I'm a seductress. I'm here to corrupt mm-hmm. you. And, and, yeah, I was worried that they were going to take it in a different direction and i'm glad that they didn't i'm glad that joe was you know faithful to his wife and and didn't give in to lola and i thought it was interesting that lola was like oh like i'm feeling something yes is this is this what it's like to not always get my way (laughs) like well and it's it's one of those things it's a throwaway line but you know she was someone who sold her soul to applegate as well Mm -hmm. and so it's it's kind of an interesting way of I don't know like it's an interesting character trait and I kind of I I sit here and I go what about the after like like after this show what happens next like what happens for Lola because well if what we we're saying if we saw correct uh, if what we heard in it was correct and 
continues, he still owns her. Satan yeah, Applegate still owns Lola. He still owns Lola. So but... she may go back to just being a succubus. Or, Maybe. I mean, because if he owns her, she can't really defy him. True. Who knows? He might get... Oh, we're going into fan fiction territory oh, again. I'm wow. so sorry. I apologize to all the listeners so out sorry, there. I'm so sorry, all Let y'all. Let us go back to my horribly scribbled notes on this piece of paper. And the, what about the line that Applegate says to the reporter? Go home, get married, have children. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. The, you were talking Welcome about casual sexism. 50s. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, 50s uh, were a woman's uh, greatest uh, accomplishment was to be a homemaker and pump out children. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess for the time, I can't really get mad at that. He's like, what's this woman doing asking me questions? Yeah, yeah. She should be at home I, making I, food. I like the Gloria Thorpe character. That was her name. She's, I didn't yeah, write it down. <laughs> I, I like her. She's one that I enjoyed, too. I do have a question. WTF was the deal with that Mambo song? Is that in the actual other? Yes. Oh, it's in both. My, uh, mm. Who's got the pain when they do the mambo? Who's yeah. got the pain when they go, erp? Who's got the pain when they hear that song? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Like, it's... And what, why erp? Like, I, <laughs> what, why, uh, can, okay, can somebody, can somebody please answer for me? Why erp? Why erp? Erp so... makes no sense. So, a fun thing with that. <laughs> See? See how it doesn't contribute anything? See how it's just useless noise thrown in to be, like, loud and annoying and distracting? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. We're going to set Latte off. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, sweet girl. <laughs> so, um, that scene... There's two ways that they do it. Either the way that we saw it here, where it was just a song that they sang at the Joe celebration. Erp. Erp. Um, or there's a change, and this was one of the moments where I went, this is not the revival. Erp. So they actually kind of change that scene, um, where instead of them doing this for a... Uh, performance for joe it's a performance for applegate as punishment for lola who gets fired for not seducing joe wait okay okay rewind rewind it's a punishment for so who's punishing applegate well applegate is making lola perform it as a punishment for her oh you said i thought you said it was a punishment for applegate i so have... applegate is punishing lola yes by making her perform this erp Spectacular piece of herb. Yes, with some of the past workers. With some of the past workers, gotcha. So that's what happens when you sell your soul to Satan, is that he makes you his biatch, you do his dirty work for him, and if you fail to do his dirty work, he then makes you sing bad musical numbers. Yes, that are just totally there to show off, hey, we've got Bob Fosse choreographing this. <laughs> the Foss. The Foss strikes no. again. Uh, and then I thought it was interesting, um, them getting drunk in hell. That's also different. That's different. Yes. Okay. So, this is another place where the show that we saw, that's more in line with the original show, diverts from the revival. So, in the revival, which is what I've seen, um, when they're doing that whole courtroom scene, 
Joe's wife doesn't show up. Oh. Instead, what happens is Lola pretends to be Senora McCoy, the wife of Shifty McCoy. Oh. And goes on to the stand, and it doesn't work. Really? And... Then Applegate is asked to testify, and he keeps being—he keeps getting hung up on the whole oath that he has to take. You know, swearing oh, on the sw- Bible. Gotcha. <laughs> that actually would be really funny to see. Yeah, and it's—it's it's one of those things where I really wish the VHS quality was better, and maybe we can watch it off, off show now, um, since it won't have been the first time you've seen it. Hmm, maybe, um, maybe somebody out there can find us can find it and send yeah, it yeah can us. find us a really good copy of the revival because that's what i grew up with yeah that's what i saw over and over and over um and then uh joe kind of realizes hey wait a minute you're stalling and so applegate sends joe basically to where all the lost souls are he sends both hey. joe and lola so there that's where okay that's why they say two lost souls well so Lola and Joe are hanging out there and they kind of talk about, oh, there's Romeo and Juliet. There's all these famous lovers that are lost souls. And then Joe basically tells Lola, no, I'm in love with my wife. And so Lola sneaks Good him out Good Joe. and then coerces Applegate to come with her and she gets Applegate drunk hmm. and they sing that song together. And yeah. I want to see the revival now. Yeah, the revival's really good. And that's what I was hoping we'd get. I mean, this is good, too. It is good. And now you're seeing the original. So when we see the revival, you can go, oh, that's different. And that's different. I guess this is true. Yeah. I guess this is true. Because, yeah, the version that I remember uh, has Applegate and Lola singing Two Lost Souls, not Joe and Lola. Which, that's also the case in the movie, is it's Joe and Lola singing it. Groovy. Yes. Groovy. So that's your revival tangent there. (laughs) It is more poignant to the source material that we're dealing with than any of the other tangents that we have gone on this this episode. So I congratulate you on using a tangent that is actually relevant to this episode. You're welcome. Uh, You're very kind. Yeah, I thought the the show was good. Let's see, because my, my notes were kind of all over the place. But one thing that I thought was really bizarre, and I don't know if it's in the other show, was the kids listening to the radio, and then all of a sudden they start standing up no. and, like, looking. Okay, that's not? No. Because I thought this was, like, a freaking child of the children of the corn thing. Like, I was like, are that's they going to start? That's another difference. No, okay. That was creepy. Because they actually show the game in the revival. Makes sense. And they show Joe. He's not trying to catch the ball. He's at bat and Applegate makes him strike out once or not strike out he does one strike then two strikes and on the third Joe screams out like let me be free and then that ends it and Joe transforms back into the old man Joe but still hits it out of the park nice and then runs off to try and be with his wife I want to see that. Yeah. I want, to see, I want to see that. Yeah. We will find it somewhere. We will find it and we will watch it. Yes. 
<sighs> do you have anything you want to ask me what about it because um, we've tapped my notes yeah i'm trying to think uh so do you think you're gonna end up with the same situation as sound of music oh hell no oh good oh hell no oh good um, I did no offense to anybody who really likes this show. I did not find anything particularly catchy. Okay, good, because you're in a better boat than me. What song stuck in your head? Which song isn't stuck in my head? Uh, row, row, row your boat. Well, okay, just just with this show. I mean, <laughs> for me, because I've seen this show so much, it's easy for me to get one of the songs stuck in my head. See, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. For right me, right now, Shoeless Joe is stuck in my head, and it's driving <laughs> me insane. See, and I don't think I remember enough of it to even mm-hmm. get it in my head at all. That's that's the blessing and curse of being musically challenged, is that <laughs> you hear something, and then it just goes away. It's in one ear and out the other. Sometimes things get stuck to the P, and then they, like, rattle around inside there, and that's what happens with Do, Me, Re, Fa, Sol, La, Ti, Do. Do, yeah. re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. I said something else. <laughs> but that's not going to happen with this show. Okay. I say that now. Maybe, and then at three in the morning, maybe you're going to wake me up and start singing, gotta have heart. Maybe. Maybe I will. And I'll be shaking. I'll be like, you did this to me. <laughs> and then you'll just laugh and laugh and roll back over. If you can wake me up. I mean... <laughs> I'll just pinch your air tube. <laughs> no, don't pinch my air tube. I need that to breathe that night. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was that was Damn Yankees, or as when I was nine and first saw this, Bleep Yankees. Um, really? Yeah. It's called I, Bleep Yankees? Well, no. I just called it Bleep Yankees. Cause what about I Darn Yankees? See, I even felt... You, you forget, I brought myself up to be religious. Oh, gotcha. No, my mom did not do that. I did that. <laughs> Darn Yankees. Yeah, that was too close to... I just said bleep Yankees, because then bleep it's Yankees. like, oh, well, you don't know. You don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Dang Yankees. It could be anything. I think I was 12 <laughs> when I decided to start saying dang and darn and heck. <laughs> See, then my brain went to... Damn Yankees produced by Samuel L. Jackson. Those mother Yankees! <laughs> that went right into the red. Sorry. I blew out somebody's it's eardrums okay. with I'll, my I'll terrible... I'll edit in post. With my terrible uh, Samuel L. Jackson impersonation. It's okay. Um, oh, I did want to point out with this cast, I enjoyed that it was diverse. Yeah, this, it was nice. It was nice to Meg see... Meg was black, and that made me so happy. It was nice to see, like, the spectrum. Yeah. Like, it was cool. Instead of it just be Because, okay, so we grow, we're living in Utah, so it's pretty hard to find diverse casts. Well, up until, like, 2005, it was really hard to find theaters that had diverse casts. And then uh, one of the theaters I used to perform at started doing all-black shows, and that was pretty awesome, and I wish they would start doing that again. I would probably just be like, okay, you're going to become a theater widower. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to explain to our dog why mommy isn't home anymore. Why isn't mom home? Think of the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my knees. (laughs) (laughs) And the oxygen. So that was Damn Yankees. 
Next week, we'll be doing one that Warren has kinda seen before, albeit through closed eyes. We'll be watching Ben Vereen weave a tale. <laughs> you okay? I, I just remembered, yeah, I remembered this one a little bit. <laughs> so we're going to be watching Ben Vereen weave a tale, and hopefully Warren will stay awake long enough to enjoy one of my favorite shows, Pippin. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We truly hope you enjoyed this. Please follow us on Twitter at Tone Deaf Musical and like, share, and subscribe. If you loved it, tell your friends and spread the word. If you want to go above and beyond, please donate to our Patreon, which is also Tone Deaf Musical. That's it for this week. I'm Kay. I'm Warren. And this has been Tone, Tone Deaf. Deaf.